It's time for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly, transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we get into our story, let's listen with Molly as Fibber mumbles like this. Keep off the grass, watch out for children, no left turn, proceed with caution. Playing policeman, McGee? No, I'm counting up the signs I saw on my way downtown today. Between here and the Third National Bank, there must be 30 different signs telling you what to do and when to do it. Well, my favorite one is on the bus. In case of an emergency, break the glass and pull the handle. Wouldn't life be great stuff, Molly, if every time we had a problem hanging around, a little sign popped up telling us how to handle it? Well, I can think of some problems that a little planning ahead would take care of almost that easily, like the one a mother faces if Dad dies unexpectedly while the youngsters are still growing up. That's when a Prudential Family Income Plan steps right in and gives her the help she needs when she needs it most. It's a good plan, all right. And it doesn't cost too much either because it provides that extra protection only during the years the children are growing up. This family income plan of Prudential's provides the money you'd need for food, clothing, shelter, and school. The man that has the complete story on this family income plan is your Prudential agent. Why don't you ask him to drop around and tell it to you? not quite daybreak at 79 Wistful Vista, and the man of the house is sleeping like a log. Mrs. McGee, however, is up, standing beside the bed and a little worried. McGee? McGee? <laughs> Dearie, wake up. Lick their hands off me, copper. I didn't do nothing. Oh, it's you, it's you, Mom. Yes, it is. You really come out punching, don't you? Oh, gee, I'm sorry, kiddo. I, I was having a terrible dream. Some guy robbed old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's bank vault, and I was just standing there filling my fountain pen, and they claimed I'd done it. Well, the reason I woke you... Yeah, but I didn't have anything to do with it, Molly. Honest, I didn't. I'm clean. You be you believe me, don't you? Sure. Yeah, sure, sweetheart. Relax. Mother believes you. But the reason I... Hey, what are you doing with your coat on? Over your bathrobe? You going out, kiddo? No. I went downstairs. Somebody was knocking. Knocking on our front door. Knocking on our front door? At this hour? Hey, hey, what time is it? It's about half past four. Well, of all the copper-bottom nickel-plated crust, who was it? That's just it. I went down there and opened the door, and there was nobody there. And the streets were empty. Nobody around at all. Well, if there was nobody at the door, why did you go down there? I just told you I heard somebody knocking. Somebody in a big hurry from the sound of it. Ah, oh, you must have imagined hearing it, kiddo. I know how them things are. I did not imagine it. I distinctly heard six or seven sharp bangs on the door. Just a few minutes ago. Oh, I know what that was. You do? Yeah. You see, when old man McDonald said he robbed the vault officers, arrest him. I made a run for the door and they started shooting at me, real loud. And you being right there beside me, you probably heard... No, I guess that's not possible, is it? No. Well, then the only other possibility is obvious. You just imagined it, that's all. So come on back to bed and forget it. Well... I don't know, but there's no use staying up, I guess. And gee whiz, don't wake me up again till that alarm goes off at eight, will you? I gotta latch onto that dream, get back to the bank, and clear myself with McDonald before eight o'clock. If I gotta worry about being shot at every time I go in to fill my fountain pen, I'll never go to sleep. Mm. I still say there was somebody at that door. 
This is the strangest thing. So hard it woke me up, Mr. Oldtimer. But when I went downstairs to look, there was nobody there. Sure sounds mysterious, daughter. Breakfast is ready, McGee. I hear you. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear you come downstairs. Still talking about that middle-of-the-night knock-knock who's there, huh? What do you figure it was, Johnny? It was just imagination. Had to be imagination. There was nobody there, was there? Well, now, I might have imagined it once, but not twice. Why? Yes. After you went back to sleep, it happened again. Sort of a frantic knocking. Had an urgent sound to it. Mm, gee whiz. When I got to the door, the same thing. Nobody there. This thing is weird, McGee. Mm, it does sound kind of... Just as sure as you're standing there, somebody was at our front door this morning. Somebody in trouble. You know, daughter, a similar thing like that happened to Mama one time. Middle of the night. Big, loud knocking on the front door. Yeah? Had a kind of a hurry-up sound to it. Like a policeman beating on the door with a nightstick. Mama leapt out of bed and rushed downstairs and opened the door. What was it? Policeman beating on the door with a nightstick. Oh, your mama in trouble or what? No, but the policeman sure was, Johnny. Mama got so mad him waking up the whole family like that, she said, Next time you lose your door key, sleep at the station house, Papa, she said. <laughs> Papa was policeman, you see. Yeah. Well, if there'd been any cops knocking on our door, they'd have waited till Molly opened it. Of course. They? Let's talk about it later. Sit down. Your breakfast is ready. Well, thanks, daughter, but you shouldn't have bothered. I got a lot of groceries to deliver. She wasn't talking to you. Oh. But you're certainly welcome to join us. Well, I already had me a big breakfast over at the Nelsons next door. Ham and eggs, muffins, and three helpings of potatoes. I couldn't eat another bite. Good. Ordinarily, that is. Oh. But this mystery of who's knocking on your front door is so fascinating, I'll force myself. Mm -hmm. Pass the bacon, eggs, toast, jam. <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Men, could this be you four years from today? A man skilled in a sort of technical knowledge that can pay him huge dividends the rest of his life. A man with a kind of experience that produces experts. A man with the confidence and advantages of world travel and a nation's respect and esteem. I repeat, does this sound like you four years from today? Well, it can be you in the United States Air Force. Yes, men, you'll go places faster as an airman in the United States Air Force. If you qualify, you'll receive the finest technical training from top experts of the country. And you'll earn while you learn. There are more than 400 different subjects in which you may train. Yes, that's right, 400 different subjects preparing you for such growing fields as radar, medicine, personnel, meteorology, and many more. See your nearest Air Force recruiter right away and get the facts about your future as an airman. Remember, you'll go places faster. More coffee, anybody? Not me. No, thanks, daughter. You know, I've been sitting here thinking about that strange knocking on your door. And I got me a theory, kids. You have? Yes, sir. Now, you take the sound of that knocking. Sound? Yeah, like that. Notice how fast that was? 
kind of has a frantic sound to it. Kids, whoever that was, was in trouble. That's what I've been saying all along. Oh, oh that's where I heard it. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who did that? Now, that knock, that noise just now. Was that you, Molly? No, wasn't it you? No. Well, don't look at me, kids. I did. Hey! That's the way it sounded during the night. It's him, McGee, or her. Aha, so our phantom knocker is back, eh? Oh, don't use that word, Johnny. Because there's another theory I've been trying not to think about. Ghosts. Oh, now that's silly. Oh, don't scoff, daughter. I've heard too many ghost stories not to know the facts. Facts? Ha, ghosts, my clavicle. I'll go see who it is. Settle this whole thing once and for right now. Sounds just like the way the headless plowboy knocked on Judd Claiborne's door during the Civil War, daughter. Oh. Handed his head to Judd in a basket and says, Take care of this for me. I'll be back for it later. He come back two years later and strangled Judd's whole family. But they'd mislaid his head and he... Oh, was... hush. Listen. Ghost. Ha. Huh. In broad daylight? That's the silliest. Yes? Who is it, McGee? Yeah, who is it? If it's a feller with a basket, don't take it. Well, that's funny. There's nobody here, Molly. No. Oh, dear. Nobody out on the street either. I look. Well, I gotta go, daughter. Uh, tell Johnny goodbye for me, and if that phantom knocker of his turns out to be the headless plowboy, I do mean goodbye. Well, if that isn't the silliest thing I've ever heard of. It sure is. Where's the old timer, kiddo? Ran out the back door. Aw, oh, darn him anyhow. I was gonna have him help me surround the house. There's some, Weisenheimer, that this is his idea of a joke, and when I get my hands on that guy... Hey, McGee, anybody home? Uh-huh, I thought so. Doc Gamble, that king-size corny comic. Oh, McGee, I don't think Dr. Gamble would do Come that. Come in, fatso. That's who it was, all right. At four in the morning or 4.30, I don't think... He's been waiting to get even with me anyhow. Ever since April Fool's Day, when I put ice water in his stethoscope. Oh, McGee, you didn't. Yes, he did, Molly. And you've been waiting to get even, haven't you? I have indeed, my boy. Uh-huh. But I think the pleasure I'll get out of the trouble you have now will more than repay me for my waiting. Aha, uh -huh. you see there, Molly? He's the one. You'll admit that you know all about this knocking that woke us up at daybreak. Right, you big hip-stabber? Right. Because you were up at half-past four this morning and drove by here, right? Right again. Oh, doctor. Well, Wally Wimple and I stopped in front of the house here around that time. Wallace Wimple? Mm -hmm. Oh, you children kill me. You mean Mr. Wimple actually helped you? Helped me? No, I was helping him. Huh? Yeah, Wimp's canary had an attack of asthma. You know how he loves birds. Well, he came after me, and we were going... Hey, don't get off the subject, you big topic twister. What's that got to do with us being woke up at daybreak? I'm coming to that, loudmouth. It was Wimp who saw it first, because he said to me, Oh, look, Doctor, Mr. and Mrs. McGee will never get a bit of sleep all summer. Look in that tree. Tree? In your front yard. You got a new neighbor. A woodpecker. A What? Well, pixelated rat-a-tat-tatter, or something like that, he called it. Good heavens. It's the loudest of the species. Apparently never sleeps and makes a noise like... Uh... Yeah, that's it, like someone's at the door. Has a sort of urgency to it, like whoever it is is in trouble. Well, this bird is in trouble. I can tell you that. Where are you going? To oil up my shotgun. I'm as much of a bird lover as the next guy. But if that pixelated watches isn't out of town by nightfall, by George... Oh, no, McGee, no, you're not gonna... McGee! Fibber and Molly will be right back. This coming weekend, monitor NBC for a new and exciting radio premiere. You'll soon find out that you've never heard a program such as Monitor. Starting this weekend, Monitor will be over 40 hours long. 
starting early Saturday mornings and running until late Sunday night. What is Monitor? It would be easier to describe the impact of a bullet, the gliss of a harp, the speed of sound. Monitor is so new, so big, so different, it defies description. The only way to find out is to hear this unusual show premiering this weekend on NBC Radio. Monitor is the entire world at your fingertips. Radio at its live immediacy. Entertainment, information, ideas such as you've never heard before. Monitor may bring you a complete Broadway show, a ride in a jet, a walk down a street in Paris, or a news bulletin before it becomes news. Be sure to hear Monitor this weekend, along with your old friends Fibber McGee and Molly and the Great Gildersleeve. And remember, Monitor NBC. There he goes again. We'll never get any sleep tonight. Shall I close the window, McGee? McGee? Oh, now don't pout. I'm just not going to let you shoot that little woodpecker. The shotgun stays locked up until he leaves. We'll get Mr. Wimple over here tomorrow, and maybe he can tell us how to get... McGee? Oh, for goodness sakes. Sound asleep. Mmm. days. I don't know which is worse. I might as well get up and read a magazine. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Well, tomorrow... Teeny comes up with a solution to the problem of silencing that woodpecker. I must admit that as sure as my name is John Wald, I'm a little curious to see how she does it. If you are too, we can hear it on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Monitor takes you everywhere each weekend on NBC Radio.